Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Are you looking to wager on all the big games in sports? Well, I have great news for you. Our partners at Bet Online they continue to get it done as the number one betting source for you. NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, we have golf, horse racing, and everything heating up this Major League Baseball season as well. You'll get latest odds, team matchups, and game trends at Bet Online. Just log on today to betonline.ag or use your mobile device to get started. But listen up. Make sure you use our promo code BELIEVE to get started. That's B-L-E-A-V to get your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag or your mobile device. BetOnline. Get started today. BetOnline is where the game starts. You know, it is that time of year in sports where it is all heating up, not just the weather, but the events. We're coming off the NFL draft. We have MLB. We've got the NHL and NBA playoffs. How about horse racing's Triple Crown and the PGA Championship, just to name some of the major sporting events we'll see in the next few months and have seen the last several weeks. Every event presents opportunities for inspiration and controversy, as well as new heroes and comeback stories. Ever wonder how to get into sports journalism? Well, I started my career at St. Bonaventure University. I attended their campus long before online degrees were a thing. But with their online Master of Arts in Sports Journalism, you'll learn how to find and talk about the most compelling stories, no matter the sport, all from the comfort of home. An advisory committee of journalism school alums shape this innovative program. Courses are taught by experienced professors and include master classes led by industry experts. As an SBU graduate, you join a network of fellow Bonnies, including the New York Post's Mike Baccaro and ESPN's Raina Banks. The online Master of Arts in Sports Journalism builds strong skills and ethical foundations for successful careers. Coursework emphasizes the importance of multimedia reporting and incisive storytelling. Program graduates are prepared to tell stories at the intersection of sports, gender, and race. Take the next step in your sports journalism career by contacting an enrollment advisor at sbujournalism.com. ML Sports Platter back with you, brought to you by Stanley Law Offices in Rosie's Corner. We bring him in, the four-time New York Times bestselling author of five books, a columnist at ESPN, the New York Post, USA Today, and the New York Daily News through the years, and 20-time first-place winner in national writing contests. One of the best in the business, a guy I look up to, Ian O'Connor on Twitter, at Ian underscore O'Connor. Welcome back, my man. How you been? Hey, Mike. Thanks for the kind words. How are you? We're doing well. Um, Starting off with the Jets and Aaron Rodgers and New York City and all the expectations. Is this going to (laughs) work? Well, I hope so, to be honest with you, because I've never covered a a Jets team that reached the Super Bowl. I was there in 98 when they were leading the Denver Broncos in Denver against John Elway Mm -hmm. in the AFC Championship game. And, of course, the two Rex Ryan AFC title games. But I, since I've never covered uh, that experience, I'd love to do it. I always say that uh, the best way to frame the drought is to say that the Jets have not reached the Super Bowl since man stepped on the moon. So it's been a long time. I think if the offensive line can hold up, and that is a big if, then they'll be a factor. Without question, I think they should be a playoff team. I've been to their practices, their OTAs. And not all of them, but enough of them to see that they have talent all over the field. Uh, you, you worry a little bit about left tackle. You worry a little bit about right tackle. And, and again, that, that line as a whole. But, man, they, they have some playmakers on offense, defense. Garrett Wilson, to me, has a chance to be oh. maybe the best receiver we've ever seen in New York yeah. with either franchise. So I think it'll work. 
but uh, I wouldn't bet the, the the ranch on it simply because the offensive line and the schedule concerns me as well. What would be the the greater accomplishment, the Jets going to and winning a Super Bowl or the Giants simply reaching one? Oh, the Jets winning a Super Bowl. I just think there's so much working against that franchise in terms of it'd be almost like the Cubs winning the world series and maybe not quite as dramatic, but close enough. And, and even bigger than the Knicks winning at all. I mean, giants won the super bowl, what, uh, 12 years ago. So it hasn't been that long and they, they, they've won what they've won four. They've gone to five. And so I mean, just haven't been to one since January of 69. I mean, that, that drought is longer than the Knicks drought. The Knicks last championship was in 73. So, yeah, without question, the Jets have been seen as a Charlie Brown franchise for so long. For them to win it all be much bigger than the Mets, who won it all in in 86. So, no, I think nothing in this market, in terms of the major men's team sports, would measure up to the Jets winning a Super Bowl. Could you imagine what that would do for Aaron Rodgers' legacy? And he's trailing Tom Brady in terms of Super Bowl rings 7-1, to So he's never catching him on that front. But if he wins it all for the Jets, man, that might put him at number two or certainly number three all time behind Brady and, and Joe Montana, I think. Uh, so so that just there isn't a story in sports in New York big enough to compare to the Jets winning the Super Bowl. Give me the ceiling and the floor for the Giants this year. Ceiling, I think, is probably... 11, that might be stretching it in terms of wins, probably 10. And uh, I think the floor is, you're looking at 7 and 10, 8 and 9. So it's possible they take a little bit of a step back. I think, obviously, Saquon Barkley being in camp now with a deal is going to help. If he held out and didn't show up until the Monday before the first regular season game, to me, that would have been a major problem on, on a number of different levels. You didn't want, if you were Brian Dable and Joe Shane in year two of your program, to have every day be about the person who's not there. So, And obviously, you want to protect your $40 million a year investment in your franchise quarterback, Daniel Jones. And obviously, Daniel Jones is a much better player when Saquon Barkley's on the field. So by getting Barkley at basically $11 million, that's an $11 million investment to help protect your $40 million investment in your quarterback. So that had to get done. It did. I'm fairly optimistic the Giants would make the playoffs again. I don't think they'll win the division, but I can see them as a wild card and maybe winning a game again like they did last year. But uh, they're, they're still a ways away from being a serious championship contender. Columnist, reporter, writer at Ian underscore O'Connor, of course, New York Post currently, and uh, is just written so many amazing books. I, I think I've read all of your books actually. Uh, at this particular point, I, I'm trying to think if there is one that I that I haven't gotten to. I got to go through the list, and you can get everything at Ian O'Connor.com. Of course, the Jump, Arnie and Jack, the Captain, the Bio, there, Belichick, Coach K, unbelievable books uh, across the board. Uh, speaking of Belichick, is he on the proverbial hot seat? Is that a thing? I don't think so. I, I think, Mike, realistically, you could argue, yeah, if it's a disaster this year and they go 6-11, and 11, but that's not going to happen, right? The chances are, the worst-case scenario for them is they go 8-9, and nine, and then there are questions about the viability long-term of Mac Jones. And I, I do think having Bill O'Brien as offensive coordinator, if they go 8-9, and nine, Kraft is, is, Kraft's got a couple different reasons to bring Belichick back. One, he is arguably the greatest 
coach of all time? And do you really want to fire him? I cannot picture Robert Kraft actually firing Bill Belichick at this point. Uh, two is you say, hey, all right, it was Bill O'Brien's first year back after the the fiasco of, of Matt Patricia's offensive coordinator. Let's run it back with O'Brien. Give him a second year with with this offense, with this team, back with Bill Belichick. And really third, Belichick's chance to surpass Don Shula as the all-time winningest coach in NFL history. I think Kraft has to let that happen. That that record, does, I mean, Belichick would never admit it publicly, but that record does mean quite a bit to him. So are you really going to fire him, say, two games short, three games short of breaking that record? I don't see it. So I think he's going to get these two years to break that record. And then if he doesn't, and, he, and if he's one or two away and you've had whatever, two eight and nines, you might then announce in advance, okay, this is going to be Bill's final year. We'll give him a farewell tour. And you know then he'll break the record in that season. So I, I don't think on the hot seat is a realistic projection uh, for where they, they will be at the end of the season, unless you tell me they're going 5-12 and 12 and 6-11. and 11. I just don't think that's realistic. So the Yankees, <clears throat> the Mets, they're terrible. I mean, you know, the Yankees side is, well, Aaron Judge, but it's the rest of the roster just is constructed of a lot of older injured players. It seems like we just keep going through this with Brian Cashman. And the Mets have spent what? I don't even know what the number is, $350, $60 million. So between the two, it's north of 600 I believe, if I have my numbers correctly. Um, what what is what is supposed to be the next thing for these franchises? I mean, it seems to me that they're stuck right now. Yeah, and I, I think the more interesting team at the deadline, I think the Yankees will add. They'll, they'll add an outfielder and a bat, which they need desperately. So Cashman will do that. And you're getting back not only Judge, but uh, Cortez. And, and is he going to be the pitcher he was last year? He wasn't that pitcher this year when healthy. And Loisaga to help that bullpen out. So you're getting back three significant pieces and the second best player in baseball. So I, I actually think the Yankees will get a wild card. I think the three wild cards will be the Tampa Baltimore loser, let's say Tampa Bay, Houston, and the Yankees. I think the Yankees will outlast Toronto. Uh, although a lot of Yankee fans don't see it that way, I, I, I'm fairly optimistic with the people coming back that they'll be able to to get that third wild card. And then the Yankees always get judged in October. So let's see how that plays out. The Mets, what do they do? And and I know some of their fans want a wholesale uh, fire sale at the deadline. And I, I don't know if they're going to go that route. I mean, with, with the revenue and luxury taxes that Steve Cohen is paying, he's, his investment in this team is, is, what, close to half a billion dollars. So... I think you're looking at next year's rotation. Well, who do they have? If you get rid of Verlander and Scherzer at the deadline, I don't think that's going to happen. But if they did, who are your pitchers next year? Yeah. You've got Senga coming back, maybe Quintana, and, and that's basically about it. So maybe you trade Scherzer. I actually think they're going to keep both. I do. Uh, now, you could you could trade David Robertson for some kind of asset. You won't get much at his age, and he's a free agent. And then try to sign him back. Uh, in the offseason and make him that now the back of the bullpen with Robertson setting up Diaz, that is, that's real good. So I, I could see them trying to do that and maybe you trade a Cano or, or a fam, but uh, they, they've got problems because Alonzo Lindor and McNeil didn't play up to their standards this year. And what happens if they don't do that again next year? 
And so that's a problem. That's why I think Steve Cohen will go all in on Otani in the offseason. And whether that takes him past $600 million or not, I think he'll do it. I think he'll be the highest bidder and he'll make Otani make a decision. Do I go to the highest bidder and go to New York where he doesn't really want to be? Uh, all reports say he wants to stay on the West Coast. At least that's his preference. Does he does he stay with the Angels or go to the Dodgers? But I think the Mets will be the highest bidder, particularly given the humiliation and embarrassment of this season. My final one for you is golf-related. <clears throat> and I had said, I think, maybe about, well, what? The Masters is in April, so it was a few months ago. Um, after watching Tiger, you know, trying to just walk around in the rain, I was like, no. You know, this is this, – we, we just – He's just got to end this, right? I mean, will we ever see him play again? Do you think he should retire? What's next for Tiger? Yeah, I think he'll play again. I think he'll play the Masters. And how many of these comebacks can we all endure? Right, right. right. But I was there in 2019 when it was probably the greatest sporting event I ever covered when he won. And so I, I do think we'll see him again at Augusta. That'll be the next time we see him. It's possible. I don't know where he is right now physically. Could he play his own? Uh, the hero challenge event that he has in in the Bahamas in December. Yeah. Or the father son in the Orlando area uh, around the same time. Yeah. I think that's possible because you can use a cart and it's just a little bit of a different animal as opposed to a a regulation PGA tour tournament grind. But I I think basically the next time we're going to see him in a significant event will be April at Augusta. You know, the guy, he can make the cut on on one leg. He's done that there before, so I think he can do that again. And it's surprising to me that he's talked recently about playing the senior tour in a cart. I thought that was something he would never, ever do. Me too. But, yeah, but it it sounds like that is a more appealing option to him than not playing at all. So uh, it's been an incredible ride. Uh, We all thought... Some years ago, he'd get to 20 majors plus and it certainly would, break yeah. Jack Nicklaus's record of 18. That didn't happen, and who yeah. cares at this point? Uh, I think he really, really wants to get one more to break the tie he has with yep. Sam Snead for all-time PJ Tour victory, so yeah. we'll see if he can pull that off. Yeah, that's. I'm glad you brought that up, uh, Ian, because you know I, I don't think that it's talked about enough that you know he could still be the winningest player of all time without winning the most majors of all time and I I still think that's a big deal I know there's a lot of people out there who think that it's not hard to just go out and win a tournament in golf and I I gotta tell you I think anything in golf is hard because I know when my swing goes back anything can freaking happen I I mean golf is so hard look at McElroy now not you know major he hasn't won one in nine years look at what Justin Thomas is going through Spieth has gone through his roller coaster ride. This is what the game is. You know, you play, you've covered it forever. It's hard. But I think there is something to that mark. I think being the winningest player of all time, I think that would be, I think that'd be a, a huge thing. In other words, hey, this is a pretty nice consolation prize since we didn't see you beat Jack Nicholas by three or four majors, right? This would be a nice second option. Yeah, and I think it helps his argument as the greatest player of all time uh, compared to Nicholas. Since Nicholas has the 18 majors, uh, listen, both camps have a pretty good argument. I would I would favor Tiger. He was the more dominant player, and he has won more events overall. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if he can get one more somehow, some way, particularly if it's another Masters, oh. and he would match Jack then with six, and he would he would surpass Snead. He'd have eighty three PGA Tour victories overall, which would be ten more than Nicholas. Yeah, uh, I don't know if he's got one more left in that body, but. 
you can never put anything past that guy. If anybody could pull it off, it's certainly him. No question about it. On Twitter, at Ian underscore O'Connor, the four-time New York Times bestselling author of five books, and of course, ian-o'connor.com, crushing it now for the New York Post and uh, so many past platforms. Ian, it's always a treat. Let me jump in for a second. I actually left the Post recently, uh, and I am writing uh, to focus on my next book. I'm writing a book on Aaron Rodgers. Oh, wow. uh, more reason for me to want the Jets to win the Super Bowl. Wow, I guess so. I don't know how I missed that. Was that uh, was that released on social media, or did you just kind of hide hide in the uh, trees with Homer Simpson on that one? <laughs> no, I didn't hide. I, I actually tweeted it out, but it wasn't. It was just a tweet. And, okay. And so I was there uh, for for two years, and just I had signed a two book deal with Harper Collins, gotcha. and I've tried over the years. I've done both, and really, it's been like having two full time jobs. And at mm-hmm. a certain point, it just wasn't sustainable. So. Uh, yeah, so Aaron Rodgers, I'm all in on that wow. and, and being an author right now and look forward to that book coming out. Yeah, both of those things, are t- it's just too hard, so time-consuming. So that's that's like a full-out biography again, or is it another angle? No, it's it's a full-out biography. Okay. Wow. And yeah, I think him being traded into my backyard really helped seal yeah. the deal for me to go ahead and do it. And so I think he's a, I think he's a very, very interesting, fascinating guy. And I, I do like to profile athletes and coaches that, that are sort of men or women of mystery. And I think he qualifies. I think there's a lot of people intrigued by him and he's a polarizing figure. So I'm looking forward to uh, continue to, to dive in on that. So are we Ian O'Connor. You're the best. Thanks, man. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate it. Nothing says tradition like baseball, hot dogs, apple pie, and CH insurance. Hi, this is Joe Convertino Jr. Our tradition of exceeding customer expectations is second to none. We're committed to protecting your business and family. We partner with amazing carriers like Preferred Mutual and do whatever it takes to hit a home run for every client. CH Insurance, in your corner, every day, every way. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.